grateful to have Mr. Mo Safran with us, and he's going to kind of talk about his history with music, and he's an artist, performer, producer, and philanthropist. I mean, he's doing everything out there that I really love and respect, being a boss, being an entrepreneur, being able to make a career path for himself, and we're so grateful to have him here with us, and you guys, you're going to learn a lot about him and his upbringing and his experience in music, so Mo, we're so glad to have you here. Yes, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing with Black Canvas, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, we're just grateful to have you here because, like I said, I love talking to people from different backgrounds, whether it's music acting, um, being entrepreneurs, counselors. There have been a lot of people on Black Canvas. But one thing I love about you and your music is that you come from a different perspective. And I think we're going to learn a lot more about you and how did you learn about music and how your influence in music is going to shift and change the world. And we just I'm glad to be in the beginning stages of what I know is going to be an illustrious career. So we're grateful to have you. Yes, thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So let's go to our first question. So the first one I want to ask you is, um, who is one of the biggest musical influences that you had growing up? So my earliest music memories were my dad playing cassette tapes in his car. And it would be like Motown stuff, Stevie Wonder, um, Carole King, Marvin Gaye. So that kind of Motown, 70s sounds, um, definitely grew up on that. And then just growing up in the 90s, I'm a 90s baby. Um, used to buy those now. Now this is what I call music, mixtapes. Well, I remember those. So yeah, so like top 40 stuff. And um, I grew up on, loved Eminem growing up, 50 Cent, Kanye, Snoop Dogg. Um, big into hip hop. And as I got older, I got into the oldies more, um, classic rock and fifties rat pack. I'm a huge Frank Sinatra. He's probably my favorite guy to cover out gigging. I love to see Sinatra, um, Dean Martin, uh, Sam Cook people like that um and other than that let's just yeah i really just stay up to like top 40 stuff and when that came along in the early mid 2000s um but yeah kind of a little all over the spectrum but i think that's what makes a great artist when you think like you said of going from either hip-hop to Motown to classic rock for some people or even like the Rat Pack and just being aware of all these different types of music I think that makes for great songwriting and definitely it makes for someone who's eclectic and in, in your craft and I think that's a great thing um, I love like you said growing up in the 90s I was an 80s baby so just kind of experiencing a lot of the early 90s music versus where we are in 2021 is just so different of what we hear on the radio and those experiences. But I think like there's room at the table for all of it. And so that's one thing I love, like you mentioned, is like, hey, growing up and what your parents liked and how, of course, music and, and a lot of the music now, of course, they do a lot of sampling from other artists from, you know, years ago and just kind of seeing 20, 30 years later that we're still hearing those influences. Like you said, Stevie Wonder is just such an icon musically 
And so there's a lot of that that I, I do hear and a lot of the R&B and stuff we hear today, you just hear it in different ways. Um, but I think that kind of goes back into like the, yeah, Mo, I'm telling you, like Stevie is one of my Absolutely. favorites. Um, I love Indy Irie and just those types of singers because that singer songwriter, just there, there's nothing like that, but it's when you can hear in someone's voice and then the lyrics that match it, it's just, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And speaking of eighties, like they've eighties music is definitely making a little revival. You see it with the, what the weekend is doing. He's definitely got that whole eighties vibe going on right now. Yeah, um, I love the so weekend. Yeah. yeah he, he makes some good music for sure. He does. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And it kind of goes into like developing a passion for producing and composing music. So when did you first develop a passion to produce and compose your own music? So around 10 years old, that's when I started playing the piano and I just kind of had a natural ear for it. And then I took lessons for a couple of years, got out of it and then just kind of continued to play throughout high school, just playing back songs I would hear on the radio. And then really in college, I studied at the Shenandoah Conservatory. Um, going there, we were required to have a MacBook and the MacBook came with GarageBand. And I saw one of um, a fellow freshmen down the hallway, like producing some beats because, you know, being out of conservatory, there's a lot of musicians and creatives. Um, and then he basically gave me the basics on how to lay down an instrument and vocals in GarageBand. So that's when I really started just producing and really became obsessed with it. Like it was just so fun and I, I loved making sounds and music. Um, so started making a bunch of beats and then eventually just started singing over them and then just eventually found my voice and really never stopped. Um, I've upgraded from GarageBand to Logic and yeah, I've been doing the music like 10 years now, I guess. So. Wow. I think that's great. And like you said, like how music has evolved and like different platforms of recording music has kind of shifted over the years. And that kind of goes into even like since COVID-19, um, how has that been different for you as far as producing music or arranging music or has it been any differences since COVID? Yeah, for me, I guess I'm a little bit of a, a rebel. But for instance, like I was, I'm actually in Colorado right now. I was at the songwriting convention, the Durango Songwriting Expo, really cool event. And I'm seeing all these other singers and songwriters and they're talking about how COVID they haven't sang in years, like in like the last year and a half, two years. And that I guess that that's how it is and was for most artists. But for me, I, it really didn't change anything. Like I still found a way to perform live. I was in, I was actually in Colorado for a while last summer and was playing at breweries and wineries and it was all outdoor and people were still wearing masks at that point and socially distanced. But yeah, I, it, COVID really did not affect me at all. Like I continued to stay busy playing gigs um, and I pretty much produced my own music. So that didn't stop. So 
yeah, I, it didn't really affect me. I love that, that you said that. And it kind of goes back to, um, especially like on Instagram, some of my favorite artists that I was able to watch on Instagram and everyone who knows me knows like Tori Kelly is one of my favorite singers. And I hope to one day be able to interview her, hopefully one day in the future. But I love her music. And she was recording a lot of things on Instagram. And then they, of course, later like posted on YouTube. And I always tell people like, it's so important with, with musicians that you have to be very creative in the process to be able to still be successful. But then that's also when, when you start to use these avenues, it kind of helps people, the healing properties and just laughter and music and being able to be able to connect with people in a different way. And with COVID, one thing I always like to tell people when we hear about the socially distancing, I always like to correct people and say it was more physically distancing instead of socially, um, because we, you know, we really had to learn yeah, how to navigate point. in a different way. Um, and so one thing I love about music and especially your music is that it connects with people in a different way in live concerts. It's nothing like a live concert, but just being very, you know, um, to go with the flow makes it so much easier once you find what works out for you. And I think that you were able to navigate that really well. Yeah. And you said it perfectly. There's nothing like a live performance and that's what I love doing. I love singing for people, connecting with audiences and kind of creating the atmosphere in a room and, you know, reading the crowd and all that. There's a whole art form behind it. And I've really come a long way in the last like three, four years when I started gigging consistently. And yes, I, I love doing it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing anything else. I can't see myself doing anything else at this point in my life. Um, and that's, that's how, you know, you have a passion for something. Like you said, Mo, like when you realize this is my career, this isn't just a job for me anymore. Right. Yeah. This is definitely a career. And I love that. And I, that kind of goes into career choices, like your biggest challenges and pitfalls. Have you had like a big pitfall in the beginning of your career or any challenges that you faced? Yeah. And Still facing it today. I think my biggest issue is been like my marketing and like just finding my image. But I guess uh, slowly but surely I am finding my image. And that is I'm just a little all over the place and I, I can't be put into a box. I know that kind of sounds cliche. You always hear artists saying like they don't want to be boxed in. But um, I really love all types of music and I make all types of music. And I know a lot of people that have followed me over the years, like they don't know what to think because I've been very inconsistent, like on the social media and um, this image come always changing. Sounds are always changing. So to the average listener, you know, they, they can't really latch on to that. But, you know, I've seen some growth in the last year and two, and I think I am coming into my own and I'm just embracing what I am and what I do as a musician. And I am making an effort to be more consistent on the social media, even though I really don't like it. Like, I really don't enjoy the social media, but it's just part of the game and and there's a lot of good things that come out of it too like you found me through instagram so 
this is amazing what we're doing right now. Absolutely. But you're right about that. Like it can be really taxing for people of just dealing with the internet just in general, because there's a lot of times people use that market and platform for other purposes. And it just makes it really hard, you know, for you to, to be serious in your career, you know, when people are using it against you or when a lot of people, if they, they're really good at marketing themselves online, that they may not have the talent that you have. But if they have more followers and, and this, than the other, then they can still be successful. Um, so that's that's one of those things where, especially for, like you said, being like almost like a rebel in music, um, that when you're going in a different you know, background and you're independently trying to release things and and make a name for yourself. There's so many people out there who are pursuing the same passion that like what makes you stand out makes it really hard when there's millions of people around the world trying to do the same thing. So. I think for you, keeping your heart and your intent that people are going to follow Mo when they know, hey, this is a guy that I want to emulate or this is someone whose music reaches me in a different way than anyone else's music. And I think that's when everything's going to line up. And not only will you start seeing the money roll in a lot differently, but you'll have the influence, which is the most important thing to hear people hear your voice and respect what you're giving. And so that's why I reached out to you because I could tell just in which you had released and then talking with you, hey, this is not only a genuinely great artist, but this is a great person. And I feel like there's a huge difference because um, I've talked to some people in the past and I'm like, uh, everything doesn't kind of match to um, on what you see on, on you know, television or what you see outside of here. But when you really get to meet someone and talk to them, you make a genuine connection. So I, I really think that's what's going to really help you stand out. Absolutely. And yeah, I do want to say one more thing about one of the big obstacles I've faced through through my journey and big pitfall. And that is probably just navigating the industry and believing in myself and my craft. Because there was so many times where I thought like I wasn't good enough or my sound needed to be a certain way because I was dealing with people and talking to like superiors people who were in the industry and they would tell me certain things and I felt like okay well they must know the way and an example like I remember producing a song and um, I had to like have it sent out to another guy like a guy that's in the industry for him to mix it and like add certain sounds to make it like more industry ready and I remember playing it back for a couple of my friends, like, and I didn't tell them which version was which. And they both picked my version, but they thought it was like more me and it sounded better. Um, that's because they knew me. Whereas, um, right. you know, the other person who mixed it, like, oh, well, this is, they didn't really know me. And this is, the, this is the version that like is more industry standard stuff like that. And then, just like so many people, you know, this happens in every industry. Like people tell you, you need to be a certain way or do certain things. And to some extent that is true. I guess you got to pay your dues, but that's been a big pitfall. Just believing in myself and believing in my craft and finding my own, my own personal legend, a little reference to uh, the alchemist book. Yes, yes. And you know, one thing I want to say, Mo, as well, is like, before we move on, is that 
a lot of times you'll see people who will fall for anything in the industry and it whether if it's acting modeling fashion music whatever industry that's out there that they just want to be famous or they just want that success or someone to acknowledge them for just that and they lose sight of what it took to even get to this point and i think like that's why having close family and friends and remembering your moral compass and things that led you to even this point in your career is what's going to set make room for you for the next blessings and things that are going to be lined up because as we all know all it takes is just the right person the right situation to really get um notoriety and then from there you can really build something that's going to be really strong um but i do want to ask you something about since we talked about like the past and present and like pitfalls let's talk about choosing an album so if you can choose an album past or present that can kind of sum up your life what album would that be and who would that artist be that you would choose to sing your story Mm. That's a really tough question. I'm I'm always trying to live in the present, I would say. Enjoy the present day. Tomorrow tomorrow's never promised. So I would say my latest album, which is not released yet, it's called Into the Abyss. And there is a song called Into the Abyss, which I think um, I think it really um, portrays like what I've just my sound and my energy and kind of what I've been through um, and how I feel and what I want, where I want to go with my music. I think this song kind of encompasses all of that. It's not really shit, but um, it will be this year. Um, other than that, like just I've released so much music. Um, I mean, I would not even 30% of it is on Spotify. There is a good bit of it on Spotify, though. And I kind of say the same things or I talk about the same things in my songs. It's always about like love, pretty much. I try to preach love um, and fighting, uh, continuing to believe in yourself, strive for greatness, all that stuff. Um, Damn, that's a really tough question, though. And I people ask me this all the time. Like, what's your favorite song you've ever made? And I, I never really know how to answer it. But there's always, like, a gem on one of the projects. Um, some of my fan favorites over the years, Bagels and Coffee, that's always been a favorite. Decent Rhythm, Autumn Leaves, Parachute. Mmm... Sun Will Rise, Virginia Missing. Those are some of the ones that stick out to me. And as far as another artist singing my songs, I've never actually had an artist sing one of my songs. I've always been interested in doing that, though. And um, actually being in the Songwriting Expo this weekend, I made a few connections, so maybe that might be on the horizon but, um, man, I can't really think of an artist that I would want to sing my well, songs. Well, Mo, you can get me to sing it if you would like. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I don't know how well that's going to go. I used to sing a little, but we're going to kind of... <laughs> that, that probably wouldn't be on an actual EP, but <laughs> I think it's kind of... <laughs> I think it's fun to just kind of, you know, when you think of artists, one artist I love is like Ed Sheeran and 
the one reason I love him is like he can go from rapping to singing to producing to like like from a team you know you can go from a song like that to you know just many different things that he's done and like crossover appeal and where he is now in his career like I I see like that's some a, a vibe I think yeah you like something similar to that um when we think of like John Mayer I interviewed a guy just recently and he talked about John Mayer and I just thought about like how amazing of not only a guitarist and just like his career but his voice like if it's piercing and I think like that's that's a great artist for me and I feel like you're definitely in those those areas and I can see that being where you're going to be in the future but yeah I think like you it's hard like I said as a musician when you write a song and then you say well who can who can sing it I mean it can be really hard to answer that because you know you also have to to know what, what type of story you're telling in your voice and that that takes a lot of time really being around someone like you said if you have producers mixing something for you and they don't really know you sometimes they they really won't know what you're trying to convey. So that I know that was a hard question for right. you. But I I'm gonna Yeah, make- that's tough, but yeah, thank you. I I appreciate that um Ed Sheeran comparison. I have gotten that over the years mm-hmm. and uh, I love singing his songs and hold on, there's these damn beasts trying to sting me. Oh, um yeah, don't want no, I'm outside right now. <laughs> um but I love when I sing covers out at gigs, I, I sing a team. I sing, give me love. I sing shape of you. I sing his songs and I'm really digging his new one too. The bad habits one, his yeah. speaking of his voice being piercing, I feel like he kind of hit like a different timber in his voice, like a different um, tone. And it, it is piercing. And that song, most of his songs just get better. The more you listen, yeah, I mean, the maturity in his voice is like, I've been following him since 18. Like I said, I've seen his live concerts, um, not in person, but I love watching online. Like, I will go back and rewatch a lot of his stuff, and that's not normal for me. Like, I like to listen to something once through and then maybe come back to it later. But he's a person you can keep on repeat and just keep listening to it and, like, really listening to how he, he changes his voice up to to match the intent it's it's just amazing and like i said i really do feel like you're going to be in that that realm very soon so that's something to just kind of look at you know those kind of artists or just people that you want to emulate because he still has also his he's grounded too even though with all the success he has that he's like a guy you think you can really sit down and talk to and, and have a real genuine conversation and i love that um but how do you balance your home facts, life and your big work? Facts, life? I yeah. mean, like a traveling artist and musician, how have you been able to balance both? Um, I mean, I've always just been a guy that a competitive guy and try to stay healthy. Uh, you know, I grew up an athlete, so I'm always trying to keep my body, my my temple, um, healthy. So. I would say, yeah, just like balance. It's just, you know, don't don't party too much. Although sometimes that gets hard when you're having really fun at the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I stay in the gym. I work out a lot. I run. I like to hike. Um, try to eat healthy. Keep the immune system strong. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as like everyday life, I did recently like go full time and, uh, with the music and 
you know, you got to keep the voice healthy. So I drink tea. And when I'm not performing, I try not to talk. Just I try to save my voice any chance I get to. Um, so yeah, just always keeping those things in the back of your mind. Um, um, one thing recently kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, the, the Nashville guy, Sterling Simpson, he ruptured a vocal cord and, um, that made me think like, damn, what did he do wrong? And I've heard, heard that happening to other artists. So yeah, warming up before shows that can never hurt. Um, and yeah, just trying to keep the body healthy and continuing to believe in yourself and your craft. And this is a career, like we said. So, you know, I'm always working every day. Like if I'm not performing, I'm listening to music or I'm practicing and preparing for the next show. Um, and other than that, yeah, I'm working out or hanging out with friends. So yeah, just a balance. But I think the biggest thing you mentioned as well, not only taking care of your body, but your mind, like being mentally in the right headspace is going to be crucial when someone is getting ready for a concert or if you're having to travel and just kind of getting away from the drama and stress of life and just saying, hey, I need 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And my statement I always like to tell people is like, if you tell yourself you only have 10 minutes, then you need to make 20 minutes. Because when a lot of times we make room on our calendar for other things, but we don't make room for ourselves. And I think like when you do say, hey, if I need to rest, if I need to get 10 hours or eight hours this day, or maybe if I only have a short window of time to rest today, but I'm actually able to do exercises and other stuff, that's a way of you kind of working through a lot of those issues. Um, so that way, when you're able to perform, you're at your optimal level and you're not overwhelmed, um, which I think is a great Yeah, feature. well said. Yeah. And um, I'll touch on that, too. I, I'm always trying to stay busy. Like I don't like taking a break, a too long of a break from performing. Um, Cause I know like one day, if, when I do get like a big opportunity, I'll, I'll be ready because if I'm always doing it, I just, that just gives me that confidence, that, that mental edge. Cause like, this is, this is what I do. Like no one can tell me that I don't do this. Cause I literally do this pretty much every week of you know every month so i'm always doing what i do so i'm always ready for what's to come and you're always ready for the next opportunity and that's kind of goes into like your music that you recorded there's three songs that i really want to talk about so the first one is how to love again can you tell us what went into you writing that song or producing that song you mind telling us about how to love again yeah. So this is definitely one of my favorites on the new album, Into the Abyss. Um, really, I was just trying to capture the whole feeling of the last couple of years with the pandemic and just the whole world. It's like just completely divided. Well, I mean, I'm more focused in the United States. Um I mean, the world is just in a crazy time. But I mean, when hasn't the world been in a crazy time? But um, I mean, the United States, especially, it just seems so divided. Social media has really like exacerbated everything. Um, and 
that coupled with a special lady I met, I really just wanted to encompass that feeling. I say that um, there's not much that makes sense anymore when it feels like all of humanity is at war. And then I go into the course, but you, you feel right. And you know that, whatever that is, um, could be faith, could be your love, um, just something positive, something good. And, you know, for me, it's love and how to love again, like just trying to put that good energy back out in the world. And so, yeah, I was just trying to capture that feeling that I was feeling. I like that. And it kind of goes into even like your career could represent that, that love, because we, we know that you not only have a passion for it, but it's just like you're changing lives. And I think that it's kind of like a writer. I always tell people um, when I've written books, I, I always try to think of what does the person that's reading this, what do they need to hear? Um, what is the intent behind what I'm saying? And if someone has a different feeling outside of what I'm conveying, how can we still relate at the same table? And I think like that's what any musician needs. You need to be able to share your experiences and experiences sometimes one of the best teachers. Um, my grandma used to say it could be a bitter teacher at times and it can um, if you've been, you know, treated a certain way, especially in the beginning of your career, or maybe you see success, not where you thought it should be. But I always say, if you're living your passion, your truth, and you're sharing those experiences that someone, if it's only one person in that room, that as she gets what they need to get from it, that's all that really matters because that's the reason you wrote the song. And I'm, I'm grateful that you're finding that love within yourself and that you're able to find in other people that are close to you. I think that that's great. It kind of goes into your next song, Change Me. What went into that song? Yeah. yeah so Change Me is really just like just the battle with yourself and trying to you know, choose, choose love, choose the good side. Um, cause I mean, it's so easy to fall into bad habits or hanging around the wrong people. And yeah, really, it's just like that kind of the dark side of me coming out a little, but it's still positive at the same time. And I'm really just saying like, change me, like make me, I want to be that better person. And again, like, are you talking about, it could be about a person, a connection, um, an occupation. It could be your faith. But um, again, I'm trying to capture that feeling of choosing good and not falling to the bad side. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense because it kind of goes into our last song we're going to talk about, which was the sun will rise again. So what really went in your mind with the title and just releasing that song, the sun will rise again? Right. So sun will rise is actually I, I pulled that one out of the archives. Um, it's a little bit a uh, few years old, but um, I felt like I it never got the the justice it deserved when I re released it back in the day and I felt like it was just perfect timing and it's still it's still very relevant to um, what's going on in the world today and for me personally um, and yeah again trying to promote the positivity 
um, trying to inspire people to not give up and the sun will rise again. You'll open up your eyes. Just keep the fire alive. A heart beats all you need to live. The sun will rise again. So, yeah, just positivity. That's what, that's what my message is. And that's one of the main reasons, Mo, I wanted you to be a guest is because we need to hear more positive voices, especially from our younger generation, you know, that they're they're being influenced by a lot of different things. Like you said, not only with just social media, but just in school, like there's bullying that goes on. And now, of course, cyberbullying plays a huge role in people's lives and, and, and has caused even an increase in suicidal ideations or attempts. So I think like when we look at just where we are now and having someone like you who's saying, hey, I'm, I'm working on changing myself. I'm learning how to love again, but also the sun will rise again that I can look at life from a different perspective because I'm choosing to put one foot in front of the other and actually living in my truth. And that's one thing I love about music because it, like I say, it can be definitely healing properties that are involved with it, but it's more of the the intent behind what we're trying to share that makes the biggest difference and that's what makes longevity in a career um i, I always think of like pink as an example she was an artist who kind of started with a lot of more dance stuff and we think like and then she did let's get this party started and then she's done like dear mr president like she's done all types of songs whether people agree or disagree uh, of her message but it just shows you of, of how with the time she knows what works for her that she wants to share. And I feel like that to me is what it takes to be that professional and to be successful is you have to see what the world is needing, see what you're experiencing and being able to try to bridge the gap and marry the two together. And with those three songs, I think you definitely did a really great job of your intent, your heart, your soul, all that passion into the music along with the arrangement. I think they were all three great songs. And I appreciate that. And yes, uh, always been a big fan of Pink. I think she's always been unique and especially her lyrics have always been unique to her and she's always been true to herself. And um, yeah, I'd also like to add, I heard on the radio recently, the oldest guy living in the world right now, I think he's 116 years old. He was born in Spain in 1909, which is just bizarre to think about. Um, he said the key to a long life is to live a quiet life and to not hurt anyone. And that kind of rung a chord with me. And I interpret it as just, you know, don't the golden rule karma, like karma will come back to you. If you're bad to people, um, bad things might happen to you and that's stress and that stress will weigh you down. Um, so be kind, like, um, always, you know, wear a smile if you can and be nice to everyone you see. You never know what someone else is going through and you never know, like a simple hello could like just make their day and give them a little hope. And yeah, so that's, I've always kind of been that way. Uh, if you ask someone that went to high school with me, it, I was like, I kind of had the image of a jock because I was like an, an athlete. Um, but I was friends with like the weirdest, like outcast 
in the class and people always looked at me a weird way for like talking to so-and-so but i really didn't care i just i like people and i i like to be nice to everyone and yeah i think that's a good message that that you know the oldest guy living in the world said like live a quiet life you mentioned fame earlier fame people want it but fame is very dangerous and um i'm quite frankly scared of fame um but yeah and don't hurt anyone be kind to everyone and i love that you said that mo and it's it's not like you said i'm so glad you talked about fame because I think a lot of people, it can be an elusive dream for many. And then when they receive it, they lose their values or they're doing what their record label or people are telling them to do. I always tell people that you can still make a career without being famous. And there are a lot of people who are independent artists who own all their publishing rights. I use the example like Anita Baker recently just received her, um, all of her, you know, publishing back. Ashanti, I just heard after. I think it's over 20 years she's getting back. So just imagine that all these years that you have, you know, we heard about, of course, Taylor Swift and JoJo, and there's many artists out there who've been struggling with record labels, you know, who own pretty much their voice. And so when you think of people having to re-record music and trying to find a way to be profitable, I think you really have to do your research and know what it is that I want in my career. How can I pave a life for myself that I'm going to be proud of and grateful that I have. And then also what I'm not going to fall for. Um, it's very similar to like the casting couch with, with, with acting and modeling. Like there's so many things people don't know that goes on uh, behind the scenes. And I think like once you really have gone through it and experienced it or heard these war stories, um, then you, you can learn a lot more about it, that it's not just what it's the smoke and mirrors on television and those maybe three or four minutes of a recording that we see live on TV. We don't know what really went into that performance itself. Um, so yeah, I always say, like you said, being aware of what you want in your career, but also knowing I won't fall for anything is, is just so helpful. Right. And yeah, it's terrible what has happened to some artists. Like you mentioned Taylor Swift. And I think like what she did by like re-recording some of her old stuff and re-releasing it so she would own her own masters, which she deserves. That's so unbelievable. And to be able to do that, like kind of go back in time, like a different point in your life and still bring that same energy is she's incredible, like incredible artist, And it just shows you that she's been true to herself and she's amazing. Like one of the greatest songwriters of all time, in my opinion. I agree. I, I think like she has a message that the world needs to hear. And I feel like it's not, a, and I think that's the problem. I think with a lot of music, people think you have to have the best voice. There's some of the best singers in the world that you hear in church or you hear in different bars that will never make it commercially. It doesn't mean they don't have the actual talent. It just means they don't have the backing. So I like for her to not only does she sing well and has great songs that are either pop or folk, or, you know, she does a lot of indie type music as well but that she's not in one box. And that's what I said, Mo, I think like for you, when people really listen, I want you guys to really go look him up on Spotify and we're going to kind of go over where you can find him in a second. But when you really get to listen to his music, you'll understand what I'm saying of how I became a fan of him as well. I listened to him as well on Spotify. And I think it's important to know that we can support our local artists, people who are independently trying to create a career and a path for themselves. They need our support and we have to really get out there and, 
and show support the way we would with any other business, you know, because this is a business for Mo as it is for a lot of musicians. So, uh, Mo, I want you to kind of end, if you don't mind, with telling our listeners where can they find you, what platforms, and if you want to give your IG and information, how everybody can follow you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Mo Safran, M-O-S-A-F-R-E-N. Um, I post there. I post on my Facebook art- artist page. That's facebook.com slash Mo Safran Music. Um, I have a website, mosafran.com. I post all my shows, most of my shows up on there. And there's a bio. There's a way to connect. You can sign up for my email list. Um, those are really the three main places to see what I'm doing. And, oh, you definitely follow me on Spotify um, and wherever else you listen to music. Okay. Mo, do you mind repeating that last part again? I know that plane, the plane's just trying to take over this interview. We're going to make it work. (laughs) So do you mind kind of sharing that last part again about Spotify, if you don't mind? Yeah. um, I just said, just give me a follow on Spotify. Check me out, Mo Safran. Um, and also wherever else you listen to music, my music's there as well. Um, but yeah, check me out. And you guys, when you spell his name, Safran is S-A-F-R-E-N. So make sure you guys, if you spell it, spell it. That's how it's spelled. So you can look him up. So M-O-S-A-F-R-E-N. Well, we really appreciate you, Mo. I'm just grateful to know you as a person. And like I said, I would love to have you back in the future to kind of just talk about life experiences if there's new things you want to promote or share. I just, like I said, you have my number. You can always reach out to me. I think like you are going to go many places. And I think if you keep that same heart and intent that you had when you were in school and and being there for people who maybe didn't know that they had a friend and that they could look to you and see that this guy really cares about me and that I can learn to care and love myself, your parents did an amazing job with you. And I think like you should be very grateful of who you've become as an adult. And I'm grateful to know who you are. I appreciate you, Jeriel. And thank you so much for having me on the black canvas podcast. I love what you're doing. I listened to some other of your interviews and you're attracting amazing people and I am honored and happy to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Absolutely. We're going to have you back, Mo. And like I said, you just have to just keep focus, keep your, your heart into what you're doing. Because I really do see great things on the horizon for you. So just keep doing those things. And we're going to see you hopefully in, in the future. And I would love to go to your tour. <laughs> so make sure if when, when a tour happens and you're like in a stratosphere that I can't even keep up with, just let me go to one backstage. That's all I ask. <laughs> we can <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool. Well, you can you can catch me on a big stage, or you can catch me at the local farmers market. Absolutely. I play everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, once these numbers with COVID and stuff starts to change, I would love to get back to traveling again. Right now, I'm just like I'm not sure yet how far I'm willing to go into that just yet. But I definitely, when I start getting back and going places, I would definitely hit you up, and I would love to see your shows because, like I said, you have it, and so we're grateful to have you here. And you guys, let's remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Mo, you have a great rest of your evening. All right, no problem. You do the same. Thank you. All right, bye. Peace.